Faith is a, it's a principle of power. It's one of the most powerful laws in the universe. And it's simply this. It's, it's the unwavering conviction that what I want to have happen will happen. And, and like I said earlier, people have a hard time with that unwavering about anything. Should I do this? Because they don't know if it's in line with what their God, their version of God wants. Yeah. For me in those undercover missions, it was easy for me to have unwavering conviction that we would find those kids. Because mm. I don't care if God is a mountain or a cloud or a man or a woman or in, there's not a higher power in the universe that's okay with an eight-year-old being sold for sex, period, period, right? So it was easy for me to develop that level of unwavering faith and unwavering conviction. Now, understand this, without the veil of forgetfulness, without us forgetting who we were, we would have no ability to work on that skill set, right? On, on that ability okay. to okay. exercise that faith and to, in doing so, to connect with God and all living things. This is part of, of the infinite expansion of the universe and the infinite expansion of your soul, right? Is the, the ability to learn how to have unwavering faith. And it can only happen when those blinders were put on and we forgot who we were. Welcome to the Stay Grounded Podcast. I'm your host, Raj Jana, founder of Liberate. And it's my mission to help you become the most grounded, loving, and authentic version of yourself that you can be. Each week, I interview experts in the fields of mindset, spirituality, and emotional well-being. My brilliant guests share their tools, stories, and unique perspectives to help you develop the skills you need to show up fully for the people and things that matter most in your life. Now let's dive in. Yo, yo, what's up everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode with my dear friend, mentor, Mr. Paul Hutchinson. So before I dive into Paul and the impact that this man has made on my life, I just want to speak a little bit about his bio. So Paul is a... Uh, a successful entrepreneur, a humanitarian, and a filmmaker. He co-founded Bridge Investment Group Partners, a public company on the New York Stock Exchange, and produced the film Sound of Freedom, which tells the true story of a child trafficking rescue mission in Colombia that he was a part of. He also founded the Child Liberation Foundation, which has freed over 5,000 children from trafficking in 15 countries. Paul has been honored with many awards, such as the Ellis, Medal, uh, Ellis Island Medal of Honor, the International Medal of Freedom, and the Race Award from Harvard Business School. Man, where do I begin with Paul? Paul is just one of the most inspiring human beings, truly, like who has put his life on the line for protecting children, for standing up for what's right. Um, and truly, like, I mean, just the man is, is, a, is, a, is a glowing heart. And, you know, this episode is really special for me because, to be honest, Liberate wouldn't be here without Paul. You know, when um, Liberate was literally a seed in my heart, he's the one who gave me the courage to follow my heart, follow my vision, and just trust that by going all in on my vision, things were going to work out. And I had no idea how. And I was walking away from a lot of different partnerships and businesses. And to see where Liberate's at today is truly a, a because of Paul's belief. And we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about the role of belief and vision um, in, in creating... Um, change in the world and being the light that we, we, we want to see, we want to feel in the world. You know, we talk a lot about Paul's personal journey, 
of going from somebody who is living deeply in his mind as this serial entrepreneur into one that is led by spirit and led through the lens of love. We talk so much about the work that he's done rescuing children and what he's seen inside of the, and what, you know, in, in my eyes are some of the darkest parts of humanity, you know, child trafficking. Like he, he actually see, he, he speaks to the direct experience of that and, 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 and finding God even in those experiences. He talks a lot about how small acts of faith builds that muscle of faith over time. And we talk so much about how to actually access unconditional divine love so that we can liberate ourselves from ourselves and step into the light that we are and we have always been. I mean, this was one of my favorite conversations with truly somebody that I admire so deeply. And it is just such an honor to have him on the show. I've been wanting to have Paul on the show for a while. We just haven't been able to make the um, the scheduling work. But the fact that he's here, he's so present. And I'm just so grateful that all of you get to experience Mr. Paul Hutchinson. So enjoy this conversation. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps or watch the show on YouTube. Um, I'm just so grateful that we get to continue sharing these types of messages with you all. So thank you again for giving us your attention, your grace, your presence. And without further ado, here is my dear friend, Mr. Paul Hutchinson. Enjoy. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded with my dear friend, mentor, brother, Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Raj. Honored to be here with you. It's, I've been, I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but I've been looking forward to this for so long. I mean, you've been instrumental in my life um, in just helping me get on my path with starting from a, a little seed to now liberate being what it is like you truly were the first conversation that gave me the confidence and the encouragement to believe in myself and my vision. And so the fact that I'm I so to, honored to be a part, even a little part, and I'm so proud of you, super excited to see what you've created. I feel that. And, um, and I just, you know, there's so many things that we can speak to um, on this, on this episode in this podcast. But one thing I just feel like I want to set the container for is, just the, the concept of forgiveness. And I'd love for you to describe and define what does it mean to forgive? And what do you think is happening in our bodies when we forgive? I like to think of it like a, um, there's this beautiful garden. This garden is joy and peace and love. It's got waterfalls. It's got relationships and, and hearts full of light and on the outskirts of this garden is some darkness and there's people that are stuck in this darkness and they have a hard time coming into this place of light. And there's these huge, heavy chains that are, that are binding them to the darkness. However, those chains are, there's no shackles on those chains. There's nothing that's actually physically attaching those chains to their body. It's, it's them holding on to them. They're holding on to, to judgment and shame and guilt and, and anger and frustration towards whatever somebody did to them or whatever they did. And the process of simply releasing, just opening your hands and releasing that grip upon those chains is all that is necessary to be able to walk into that garden of light and peace. And, and, you know, so many of us have things that 
that we did in our past or things that were done to us in our past, both require forgiveness. And that forgiveness has to come from a place of infinite, unconditional love. And you can't love another person more than you love yourself. And so you can't forgive another person if you can't forgive yourself. So in identifying the things about yourself that were out of alignment at some point in your life and, and realizing that that version of you doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Literally every single cell in your body has renewed itself over a period of a couple of years. The ones that take the longest are like your bones. And even those over a period of seven years are all brand new, brand new. You've got an entirely new physical body. Your spiritual soul may have been fractured with some challenges of your past, but by, by forgiving yourself and realizing that that version of me does not have to define me today and having that infinite unconditional love for yourself and seeing yourself for the person that you are now and the person you're becoming, that's step one. Step two, after you've embraced that level of unconditional love and that forgiveness for yourself, then and only then can you begin to extend that same degree of unconditional, infinite love for those people close to you, those people far away from you, and even for those who have hurt you. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to invite them back into your life if they're still living in a low vibration, if they're still living in a place of, of transferring their trauma on, onto other people and fear and anger, et cetera. You don't have to bring that in, but you can energetically release it mm -hmm. and you can forgive them. You can ask for forgiveness. Realize this, when you're asking somebody for forgiveness, it's irrelevant whether they choose to forgive you or not. Energetically, you are releasing that previous version of yourself. You're letting go of those chains that are holding you into that place of darkness, allowing you to walk into this beautiful garden of peace, love, and joy. That's what forgiveness, that's what infinite love is all about. It's fascinating. I love that frame because I think, you know, most people, especially in the conventional sense, think forgiveness to mean one thing, but you're almost speaking to like a, a 5D spiritual forgiveness that has nothing to do with what we were taught forgiveness was, which is about yeah. fixing a relationship or doing a thing or, or, or it, it has actually nothing to do with that. It's about, it's about alchemy within you. It, it's about transmuting this, this resentment, this shame, this anger, whatever energy is stored within you it is it is a it is a tool and a, and a gift in some ways to yourself to be able to feel and process and let go and and I, you know I, when i think about unconditional love i'd love your thoughts on this you know like if someone hasn't had an experience of unconditional love in their lives how can they know it even exists um i would love your thoughts i uh, i like to start with the clarity of understanding God's infinite love mm. and, and realize that, you know, that the sun comes up every day, even if I effed up yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. The, the, the 
the beauty of the earth and the abundance of everything around us continues to bless our lives. And, and if you can close your eyes and feel that unconditional love for yourself, unfortunately, so many of us have been trained through thousands of years of levels of control by, by political leaders, by religious leaders and others. We've been taught judgment. We've been taught that God's love is conditional. And if God's love is conditional, how could we ever get to a point of unconditional love? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. And so you need to start with the understanding yeah. that God's love is not conditional in any way. It is infinite and and has zero. His love, God's, his, her love is completely completely not dependent upon anything that you do, that you say that you are, it is unconditional in every way. Once you feel that and you can, you can embrace that within yourself, then you can begin to love yourself in that way. And then you can begin to share that with other people. And let me give you some dark examples that I think will help you see the light. Um, I have the, the movie sound of freedom. Um, my character in that movie is Pablo. It's, um, you know, that was my first undercover rescue mission. That was 10 years ago. Since that time, I have led or played a key part in over 70 undercover rescue missions in 15 countries. I have seen the darkest depravity of human nature. An eight-year-old being sold for sex is something beyond comprehension for most people. And I've seen it and I've been there and it was dark. And people ask me, they say, Paul, how can you go face to face with a trafficker, with somebody selling you a child and not have them see the hatred and the anger in your eyes? How? And my answer surprises them and makes some of them mad. And I'm okay with that. It's because... I can feel compassion in my heart towards them. Now, how can you have compassion? They're selling you a child. Now, understand this. My compassion for the innocence of the children and the innocence of the children in their potential future will make it so I ensure that I do everything in my power to make sure that they never touch another child again and hurt another child again. However, I can put them behind bars from a place of compassion and infinite love. How does this work? I wish more than anything that I actually had a time machine and I could go back five years, 10 years, 15 years. And I could, before they ever pass their trauma on to somebody else, and I could figure out what was going on in their life. Most of them were likely raped themselves when they were children. Most of them. Now, They probably had a thousand bad things that happened to them. And that still doesn't justify hurting a child. Okay. Don't get me wrong with that. It still didn't justify. There was probably a thousand bad decisions. However, I've come to an understanding that if I'm ever, ever judging another human being, whether that's for cutting me off on the freeway or, or selling a child, if I'm ever judging them, there is a one hundred percent chance 
that I don't have enough information to make that judgment. I don't know if the guy cutting me off on the freeway, I don't know if his daughter is in the hospital and she's dying. He's good. He might just be an asshole. I don't know, but I can't judge him because I don't know. Right. The same thing with the guy selling me a child. I don't know all of the things going on. There's only one person in the universe that knows all the facts and that isn't me. And so what I can do, though, is I can come from a place of infinite love and I can say, okay, I wish that I could help them before they ever cross that line. Now that they have, let's make sure that we preserve innocence in every way. Let's put them in a place where they're not going to hurt the children, but help them see that there maybe is some light. Now, we don't have a time machine, but what we do have is hundreds of millions of people who have experienced significant trauma as a child. And statistics say that one third of them, one third will grow up to become contact offenders themselves. Now, God bless the two thirds that grow up to use that pain to ensure the safety of other children. But can we love them all? Can we even love that one third that potentially would pass it on? Can we love them enough where we can get them the help that they need? If we do that, we will save millions of children, not just 20 at a time going undercover in darkness. There's so much you said in there around, and I want to just touch on two things. One is, you know, there's keeping people accountable to the choices they make and, and being strongly rooted in that. And then there's the, just having and being able to see through the eyes of another, which is ultimately the principle that you're really anchoring in here, which is, can you see through the eyes of another human being and what they went through and what their parents went through and what their grandparents went through and see the chain of trauma that led to this thing happening today and have compassion for that not necessarily a justification for what's happening right now. So they're still accountable exactly. to the thing that they did or are doing. And can you expand your capacity to love by seeing through the eyes of their lives? And I, and I think that that consciousness that you're operating from Paul is what's going to solve the problem. Like you cannot solve this problem from the same consciousness that creates it. If you take somebody who hurts another person and then hurt them back by putting them in jail and just do that thing and you just keep doing it, it doesn't actually solve the root cause. It's just continuing to trap and lock away the problem. And 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 this is where I, I think there's there's so much um, healing in in every department of life for us by like, can we look at the consciousness? Can we look at the problem in front of us? And instead of trying to solve it, the way we've always done it, can we look at it through a different lens? And the lens you're looking at this through is love instead of fear. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's transformed my own life. Now it's, there's there, I had one of my little, little clips on Instagram that said, you know, if I, if I, uh, if I was in a room with a hundred pedophiles and a hundred traffickers, and I was given the choice to either have a gun with no retribution for an hour or, a microphone, what would you take? And I can't tell you, 99% of the people responding on that said, I'd take the gun, I'd take the gun, I'd take the gun. And they're operating from a place of of anger. I admitted, you know, I, I was super angry 
when I found out that one of my children had been abused by a relative, so angry that I wanted everything in me, wanted to just slowly tear off their fingernails one at a time and cause so much pain in this person. You can't imagine the anger that I went through. But I came to an understanding that that's, that's, I, I realized that that person had been seriously abused by his mother. And then, and that, that went on and on. Now that does not justify it at all. You yeah. know, we, we, we have to preserve innocence. We have to make sure that people are accountable for their actions when they are destroying the lives of others. We have to, but you can come at it from a place of compassion and you can realize that, that every one of us are damaged in some way, all of us, you know, we may not have, have experienced that kind of trauma, but even if we have, it's so beautiful to see the people who have worked through that trauma and never pass it on, but infinite love, unconditional love can't be conditional. They can't say, I only love you. If you're the one of the ones that, that, that overcame that. You can love everybody that the foundation of everything is love. And we have to come into that new vibration, that new energy in order to fix the problem. And, uh, you know, people, if somebody decides to accuse me, I'm the, I'm the last person they can accuse of being a, a pedophile sympathizer, right? I've put my life in danger yeah. of being killed oh, over 70 times to pull out these, these, these children and to put the traffickers in prison. So I'm one of the few people that can speak from this level of authority that there are hundreds of them that are behind bars because I have stepped into that darkness. I, I assure the, the safety of those kids, but stepping back and seeing everything from a different perspective has changed my whole life. And that's what's so, you know, I'm, I rarely get an opportunity to have this level of a conversation with somebody who's been in the trenches in the way that you have. And when I'm, also really curious about Paul is your own relationship to unconditional love. Like you, you spoke earlier around, you know, going from, you know, if you think that God has conditional, that God's love is conditional, then how could you ever believe in unconditional love? And so what has been your relationship with shifting that nature of like how going from going from a conditional God to an unconditional God in your own personal life and just with the nature of the work that you do. And have you seen like, how has it all shaped your own story? Well, my my story, 10 years ago, I wasn't Paul Hutchinson. I was Paul F.N. Hutchinson. Right? I mean, I had built a multi-billion dollar company. I had 4,000 employees. I could, had the biggest parties in the state. I had all the NBA players and all the senators and all the girls that were at my parties. And I was that kind of energy and attitude and ego and arrogance. And... Um, that was self-created trauma. You know, I, I was on a destructive path with all of my relationships. I was on my second marriage at the time that was headed for a divorce. It was, it was very difficult. And I, I looked in the mirror and I did a, actually did a, a guided meditation, um, plant medicine journey, healing opportunity. And, and I remember I got to a place where I could see, I could feel, I could feel in every cell of my body. I could feel the pain mm. that my children went through when I cheated on their mom. Mm. I could feel it. 
I could feel it. And it was so dark and it was so heavy. And I remember I had, I had my, my headphones on with my, my journey music and it was, and I was so, so deep in darkness. I couldn't even breathe. I was so far down in the depths of hell. And I, and I remember I changed my, my playlist to what I call my Jesus list, right? It's some beautiful songs of hope and healing and light. And boom, I felt myself lifted up and, and cleansed. And I thought, you know what, Paul, maybe you haven't changed, you haven't learned your lesson yet. And I changed my playlist back to the journey music. Boom. It went back down three or four times in that experience and feeling the love, the unconditional love of God in healing me, this super broken soul who had caused pain in the lives of others because of his arrogance and his decisions of, of selfishness and greed and ego and envy. These were all things that were just out of control. And, and by me seeing and feeling that infinite love for me, it was the only thing that helped me to truly change because while I was still holding on to even the guilt and the judgment of myself, my focus of my thoughts, my words, my energy, my focus was on that old version of me. And I had to, I had to accept the infinite love and the forgiveness of God in order for me to truly step forward into this new version of me that had nothing to do with the past. The more I dwelled on the past and beat myself up for the past, the more I was focusing on that Paul Effing Hutchinson version of me that didn't exist anymore. And so that was the only way to step into this new light of transcendent energy that allowed me to, to truly make a positive impact in the lives of others because I had made those changes in myself. When was the first time you forgave yourself? Like really forgave myself? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you say that a lot, but you, it's most people never really do, right? You say, oh, I forgive myself for that. No, you don't. You're still thinking about it. You're still feeling super guilty when you're thinking about it. You're, uh, you know, once you've gone through the process of asking for forgiveness from the person that you've harmed in, in, in transforming your life and saying, that's not me anymore and stepping forward, um, feelings of guilt and shame, that's not true forgiveness. And it's hard. It's hard to really release that. And it's, it takes, it takes having clarity as to who you really are. Mm. I think that that's really yeah. the problem with most of us is that we, if we knew who we were before this life in our previous lifetimes, except if we knew who we were, we would know who we are. Mm. And once you know who you are, then then you will have no fear. You will have clarity as to your mission moving forward. And it will be easy for you to forgive yourself from this quote sins of your past, the things that, that were out of alignment with this new version of you, because you realize you simply forgot who you were. You had this veil of forgetfulness that you didn't understand this infinite being of light and love and truth and power that you were before you came into this physical body. And then when you understand that and you feel it and you truly 
understand and feel your divine connection with the God and that divinity within yourself, you will, you will let go of all of those things that, that are out of alignment with that new version of you. Ah, God, I just love that so much. Just the clarity that's found when you actually access the remembrance, right? Like that is like the, the gift. It's like just such a poignant, like, and, and I feel like that's what, that's the gift that gets to be yours. It's not even something that it's, it's nothing that has to be earned. It's just a remembrance. And, and I think that, I guess like, well, I'd love to hear your perspective on why is it so hard to remember? You know, like, because if it's truly our birthright, if it's true, let's just say we're infinite souls on an endless timeline and we've lived all these countless lives. And this is something that we're, we've, we've been on, we've done this before. Like, why is it so hard to remember? What is this human experience here for? Like, it's almost like is this human experience truly here to help us remember? Is that what this whole thing is? I, I'm just curious to hear your, your thoughts on. Here, here's the thing. One, um, the most powerful tool in the universe is infinite love. Unconditional faith comes from that. But, and, and, and that, that, that not unconditional, unwavering. So unwavering faith. So, so those who are her Christian in, in James chapter one says, you need to ask in faith, nothing wavering. Now, the problem is, is that it's difficult for people to have unwavering faith about anything. You know, should I start this new job? Should I marry this woman? Should I go to this new city? It's, it's difficult for them to get to that point. And that level of, of faith, of, of, of belief without seeing it in person is, is necessary for expansion and creation in all ways. Now, back at the, the, the rescue missions, um, I would, before I, I, whenever I had a new team that would come on, my conversation with them would be this. And I, and this has been a number of times. And I said, guys, I said, first things first, I need you to understand that I believe in God. I said, most people believe in some sort of supreme being. They may call it the universe or uh, Allah or, or the cloud or Jehovah. What is it? it doesn't matter what they call this, this infinite being, this creative force. I said, God exists and cares more about these children than you and I ever could and knows exactly where they are. So if you're okay with it, I'm going to start out by asking for some help. So, you know, here we are downtown Port-au-Prince, Haiti, the darkest, most voodoo infested place on the Western hemisphere. And we take off our hats and offer up our prayer. And then I say, guys, now I need you to understand how I see fear and faith. Most people think that faith is going to church and asking God to fix things in your life that you don't believe are going to be fixed is important. Okay. That's not faith. You don't believe it's going to be fixed. It doesn't matter how much you believe that maybe God's going to fix things. You don't believe that's not faith. Faith is a, it's a principle of power. It's one of the most powerful laws in the universe. And it's simply this, it's, it's the unwavering conviction that what I want to have happen will happen. And and like I said earlier, people have a hard time with that unwavering about anything. Should I do this? Because they don't know if it's in line with what their God, their version of God wants. Yeah. For me in those undercover missions, it was easy 
for me to have unwavering conviction that we would find those kids. Because mm. I don't care if God is a mountain or a cloud or a man or a woman or in, there's not a higher power in the universe that's okay with an eight-year-old being sold for sex, period, period, right? So it was easy for me to develop that level of unwavering faith and unwavering conviction. Now, understand this, without the veil of forgetfulness, without us forgetting who we were, we would have no ability to work on that skill set, right? On, on that ability yeah, yeah. to exercise that faith and to, in doing so, to connect with God and all living things. This is part of, of the infinite expansion of the universe and the infinite expansion of your soul, right? Is the, the ability to learn how to have unwavering faith. And it can only happen when those blinders were put on and we forgot who we were. Oh, Paul, gosh, like, I just, I just love you so much. Like I, the, the, the unwavering faith and the conviction. So like, I'd love to unpack conviction because I think that like you, and, and I'd love to know, like, like, how does one build that muscle of conviction when they don't have the circumstances like you had to build that muscle of faith? Like, like, you know, like having conviction in God's will. Like, I mean, I think that that is ultimately, if I think about my path and what I'm so inspired to cultivate within myself, it is that unwavering conviction in the benevolence of this infinite God. Like that is what I want to and choose to. And all my work has been about unraveling and untangling all of the, the crap, the beliefs, the stories that stop me from really connecting to that. So I'd love to, 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 to spend some time there. It's like, how do you develop that conviction and really hone it so that it's yours to, to, to use in your life? There are, um, there are a lot of, ancient scriptures, writings, or, or things from inspired people. There's, there's a lot that was lost and there was a lot that was changed. Um, but one that I read that was super beautiful compared faith to a mustard seed, right? This little teeny tiny seed. And, and if you can know more than, than desire, to believe just a desire just a desire to believe and then you that desire is that little teeny tiny tiny seed and then let that desire to believe work in you until it can expand and grow and and part of it has to do with a softened heart right if you are if you if you are living in a place of of judgment and anger and envy and fear and and you're allowing your your trauma and your your walls that you've built up in your life to be just all over your heart and you're not able to open it up and allow it to have that peace and allow it for things to grow those are things you have to remove first but once you've you've got rid of all of those barriers and you've opened up your heart and you said you know what I'm going to stop trying to drive. I'm going to surrender for once, right? I'm going to, I'm going to just believe, just have this desire to believe, 
that God is benevolent, that that God has infinite love, that that God is is taking care of things that I don't even know are being taken care of. And I can look at the things in my life that at the time I thought, what the hell? Why, why is God doing that? Why is God doing that? Why can't I? Why, why? Now all of a sudden I can look at all of it and it all makes sense. It all makes sense because of the fact that I have opened up my heart and softened my heart to the point where I could allow it to start to, to make way for that, that growth and that faith. And this, you can start this with little things, right? Um, you know, I have, I've, I, I no longer have to have faith that I can turn on this light switch and the lights will turn on. It's, it's happened so many times. I pretty much, it's, it's, it's a knowledge, right? Now there's a chance that even that knowledge, the light wasn't going to turn on. I have to figure out what's going on. And so, so we start with little things in our life. And you can, you can, you can test it as well. You can say, you know what, I'm going to exercise faith that and small little things. And you can see these beautiful things coming into your life. Now, understand if you've got, if you've got worry and what if thinking and negative expectations, the, the thing to understand about fear and faith is this fear and faith cannot exist in the same person at the same time. Mm. The, on the same subject. The reason behind it is that in a way, they're the same power, okay? People who believe bad things will happen to them actually attract that to them. People that believe good things will happen actually attract that to them. And, and mm. in reality, it's more than just the law of attraction. Once you start understanding that not only our actions, but also our words and even our thoughts are literally creating creating a world of abundance or a world of scarcity, a world of, of joy or a world of fear. These are all things that we connected to God have the ability to create. And, and, and uh, the way to really understand how all of this works is if you, if you realize that, that even the, the, the energy within the atoms, right? Like, like this phone, it, it seems like it's super hard, right? This is a hard case, hard. It's not. If you, if you shrunk yourself down, understand that it's all energy. And when you realize there's actually intelligence within all things and in all of that energy, you go to the size of a molecule and you're inside this molecule, the atoms aren't like right here. You literally have an atom miles that way and an atom miles that way and an atom miles that way that are all held together with this energy right? And then you go way smaller into that size of that atom. The majority of that is energy as well. And this energy is intelligent energy in all things. And the most powerful of all of that energy is the human mind and its connection with God. So your ability to literally control the things in your universe using the power of your activated words, the power of your activated thoughts, the power, all of those things literally create in your life and, and start exercising those things in little ways. And you'll be amazed at how many it can grow and grow into a lot bigger things. I, I started with little things like, okay, I'm going to imagine that that parking space right in front of the store, that one that's super easy to get to, I'm going to imagine that one's open. 
and I'm going to feel it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to trust it 100%. And I can't tell you how many, almost every single time, unless I've got some doubt in there, I'll pull in and somebody will be pulling out of that space right there in the front. It's little stupid stuff, right? You're thinking, why does the universe care about parking places? No, you're creating it, right? By expanding your mind and your heart and that faith in those little things so that it can count in the bigger things as well. Well, and it's so much more fun to look at life through that lens. Like I look at like even the frequency of fun, right? Like frequency of fun is like one of the highest frequencies on the planet. Like when you feel like you're having fun and you're playing, like it's like there's just a natural vibrancy and an attraction and a and a magnetism to that that frequency. And so when I think about it, it's like, yeah, like even the parking lot example, like why not? Why not? And and I think building that muscle and just practicing it is such a healthy way to 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 create a whole new paradigm. I mean, you only need one miracle to show you and prove to you that miracles are possible. You don't need more than that. And so like it's like when we can actually and that's the biggest gift I feel like when we can practice trying to pray for miracles or call in miracles or create miracles or whatever word we want to use and we actually cultivate that and then one happens, oh my god, life is just so different. It's like, it's mm -hmm. the biggest gift we can give ourselves. And I'm, I just, I, I really feel that. And that's why I, I so appreciate you because like, even the way that you're, I mean, this is what you inspired in me to be completely honest with you, Paul. Like I, I still remember the first conversation we had, I was walking away from businesses that are so out of alignment and I was so afraid to believe in a vision that I didn't even know how it was going to happen. And I still remember being so afraid. And then you were like, just believe just believe that's it. Just believe. And it was so empowering to just allow myself to say, okay, you know what? I don't know where the hell this is going. I don't know where the hell it's going to end up, but I can practice believing and I can practice being in conviction of something in my heart. And that's it. And that's all it took. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying I had to work. I had to work really hard. I had to put in the effort and I have to go through all the, the roller coasters of it, but the seed of possibility, I just think that we we don't give it enough credit. And I'm so grateful for you for, for sharing this message and for, for pushing it and for believing in it so deeply yourself because of the impact it's making, not just on, on me, but everybody you touch through all the content you create and all the, the speaking you do and all the mentorship you provide. Like this is what the world's missing. And I'm just so grateful that I get to have you in my life. And um, yeah, I just, I feel like I need to just thank you for just being Thank you. Like super excited to be here and share with your, your audience in every it's, way. It's just really special. Um, Paul, so I'd love to spend some time really talking about, you know, if anybody wanted to reach out, learn more about what you're doing in the world, how you're creating what's present and, 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 and all of the offerings that you may have, like, how do they do that? Um, and is there anything that you feel really called to just share? Uh, Absolutely. With well, I um first of all, um I would be honored if anybody listening had connections with large influencers who are like you, who are leading from the heart, who are are working on this spiritual expansion. I've I've been on a whole bunch of podcasts and half of them are, you know, I don't know why I got on a bunch, but they're all these 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 
these political, you know, talking heads and whatnot, some pretty big names talking about the movie and all this other stuff. That's the wrong energy. This is the podcast that I want. This is the conversations that I want. This is what's going to transform the world right here. So anybody that has those, please reach out to me. The best thing to do is if, if somebody can reach out to Raj, if you have any of those connections at all, that would be just wonderful. Um, or you can contact me directly. You can go to paulhutchinsonofficial.com. It's not a lot there. In fact, skip that. If you want to go there, that's great. But liberating-humanity. Liberating-humanity is the, the place that you can get lots of information, a lot of beautiful tools that you can use to help transform your life. That's that's absolutely the best place to go. Or you can go help with the Child Liberation Foundation by going to liberate-children actually liberate children, no dash in that one, liberatechildren.org. Well, uh, thank you again for just being who you are and, and doing the work. Like, I think that's what I'm so grateful and proud to truly like have you in my life because like, I didn't know who Paul F. In Hutchinson was, <laughs> um, but I'm sure as hell grateful that Paul Hutchinson today exists in the way that you do and and for all the work that you're doing in the world and it's been beautiful to have you here I have one last question for you by the way guys anybody who's trying to frantically write down these links we'll have them available in the show notes um, and uh, I have one last question for you in the midst of everything you've been through everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going how do you stay grounded and more importantly what is one thing you do every single day to just become more grounded in life i have to make sure that i maintain a relationship with my creator um, you can call it prayer you can call it meditation um, however you choose to do it take some time to breathe deeply to connect with the energy of the world around and and to get into a place of deep prayer and meditation and peace. And I think you'll find clarity like you've never found before. This is what I do every day. Um, this morning, I had a beautiful, beautiful uh, meditation where I was able to connect with my higher self and with my creator and learn some beautiful truths as to what I needed to do moving forward in my life as well. Mm. So simple. It's, it's, you know, it's interesting. I've been you know, season one of Stay Grounded was around staying grounded. And when I'd ask people about how do you stay grounded, it was always the tips and the tricks and the tools and the breath works and the meditations and the, the things. But the most common theme I've noticed around becoming grounded has been prayer. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's actually really beautiful for me to really feel that and witness that. And Paul, thank you again for being here. Everybody, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj, and this is your new friend, Paul. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat Thank soon. you. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Stay Grounded. No matter where you're from or what you're going through, I hope it helps you remember just how incredible you are and have always been. If you're on a path of emotional healing or self-discovery and would like to learn how Liberate can support your journey, head to www.rajana.com forward slash liberate. That is L-I-B-E-R-8 to learn more about our current group programs and one-on-one -on -one offerings. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week.